Welcome to our inaugural Women on the Scene podcast, a series of interviews covering topics specifically for women with a sight impairment. And our first topic for today, we're calling She's Got the Look. Now, we all want to look good, but how do you effectively apply makeup, coordinate your clothing and know your hairstyle suits your features when you're vision impaired? Today, I'm talking to two women who have worked out their own systems and they're going to share their secrets with you so you can step out with confidence knowing you've got the look. Jackie and Sinead, I'm going to introduce you to our listeners and I'd like it if you could maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself before we begin. So Jackie, you work here at Visibility. Let us know a little bit about what you do. Hi, Dennett. My name is Jackie. Yes, I work in the visibility um, switchboard. I'm a switchboard operator. So if everybody, um, internal, external people call, you hear my voice. They probably Lovely know voice. you already. <laughs> <laughs> and now everybody will know me now. But yes, I work at the switchboard and I have only have 2% sight. I'm actually legally blind. So I, don't, I can only see light and dark. Great. But that's all I have. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. And Sinead, what do you do here? Yes. Hi. I'm an occupational therapist here at Visibility. I specifically work in the assistive technology section, uh, helping prescribe the right technology for people and their vision impairments, help them do what they want to be able to do. Um, my vision is uh, I've got retinitis pigmentosa. Um, I have my central vision's quite affected, so my colour vision's not great and um, my ability to read's quite slow and, and night, my night, I have night blindness, so seeing it in uh, low lighting's quite difficult. So, uh, yeah, that's probably the... The overall gist of yeah, where we're at. Yeah, of my vision, yeah. <laughs> All right, now when we both spoke earlier, we spoke earlier to both of you, you said that it was really important to have someone that can tell you if your makeup looks all right, especially when you're just beginning to learn how to use it or you're trying something new. But once you've got your confidence up and your system's in place, you can do that independently. Yeah. So I thought maybe if we start with makeup to begin with. Now, Jackie, you've had an interest in fashion all your life and... Being able to look at you here, you come to work every day, you look absolutely amazing. Now, Sinead, you tend to have a more natural approach when you use makeup, and yep. what, uh, particularly when you're going out socialising, but you're also really confident in how you use it and how to apply it. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, let's begin with the basics and talking about our creams, our blush and our foundation. And Jackie, I'm going to start with you. What's your go-to products as you begin applying your makeup? Well, um, Definitely, like you said, you need uh, some trusted person to look at you overall when you finish. But my advice is keep it very basic and simple. Um, So first of all, you apply moisturiser and it has to be suitable for you. So when you go to the shop, you can ask the shop assistant to see the suitable skin for you. So it may be dry, um, it can be oily, or it can be normal um, skin that you have. So we try that first with moisturiser. And, put and it- sometimes I, I make sure I have a bit of sunscreen in it if, if you um, are out and about during the day. So maybe a bit of 15 plus or 30 plus, yeah. Yes, um, I would do that in when I have a, a foundation. Yep. So foundation. Okay. So the next step after applying moisturiser, you apply, um, which is concealer. What it does is it's just conceal and make the powder or the foundation that you're going to put on very smooth and evenly and cut out all the redness. 
and then I apply the foundation. Um, again, you will need assistant to get the correct colour of your skin. So try and get the, the most natural, closest to your skin colour tone. Um, it can be a red tone or it can be a, um, a pink, ba- or a pink yes, a tone. So try and get them closest to your skin. So then you apply makeup. What what I do is I don't use liquid foundation. I use 3-in-1, which is compact makeup foundation. They're all 3-in-1 and that's have SB32, the um, sunscreen on it. Mm. So, And the reason you don't put... The, you have the compact, right, is so that it's not too messy, so it's not like too powdery and it, you can control it more, right? That's correct. Yeah. So I won't use, I personally, because I don't have a lot of sight, so I don't use liquid, so it can be very messy with liquid. So I intend to keep it makeup foundation in compact. So when you apply compact, you have a sponge. I usually use a sponge and not the brush is because you have control over how many swipe you doing with the foundation. So if you press hard and swiping it left to right, then you know that you're going to get heavy compact on your uh, foundation on the sponge. Mm. So um, then I'll start with the forehead and then I'll work my way down. So the only reason why I started with the forehead is any flecks or anything that may drip or drop it will drop on your face. So I will intend to start with the forehead and work your way around idea. the face. Mm. So you kind of go, Jackie, if it's right, you kind of press on your compact and kind of do three swipes, one, two, three, put that on your forehead, then maybe one, two, two three, three for your cheeks and working your way, way down. Way down, absolutely cool. right. So if we now talk blush, we've got our foundation on, it's looking good. What system do you apply, Jackie, for your blush to make sure that that's in the right place and, again, isn't too heavy or too light? Okay. Um, What I do with the blush is I still count three swipes, left to right, on the compact. Yep. And I will either smile or suck your cheek. So when you smile, you get the cheek... Um, that little ball, the, yeah, the there. little apple of the cheek. Yes, yes. You, you. When you find, you place your apple of the cheek and stripe um, left to right, all the way to the end of your navel, your temple, temple. temple. Sorry, temple. yes. Thank you. Um, so you you do that three times, and I do the same as the left, and you should it should be even, but again, you still need a sighted person to to have a look at it and to see whether it's even, whether it's too light or too dark. And I think the trick in getting that right is having the right brush as well because I've used it with those little like skinny flick brushes and I tend to get more streaks across my cheeks rather than a nice smooth um, kind of... uh, So if you have like a slightly more like a larger, more like a circular brush, you can kind of uh, even out the the smoothness of the blush. I'm not sure about you, Jackie, but would you agree? Yes, that's true. Um, But I don't use big brushes. I still use a small, but I can still blend it in without Mm. it. Oh, that's good. See, and I think that's a perfect example of how people do their makeup differently. You've got to find the the system that works for you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Sinead, when you're heading out on a town, what systems do you use to get your eyeshadow looking terrific? Um, 
well, I I guess if I'm going more simple, like at work today, I've just um, have a eyeshadow that's kind of a lighter mixture of, of tones. So I just apply one, um, you know, on the lid of your eye. But if I'm going out and I want it to be a little bit more obvious, then um, kind of two tones. So you have you start with your lighter tone of eye eyeshadow, um, and you get a a little pad brush that's not too big so you can still control it. And again, it's about the counting. So maybe you do like three um, swipes across the eyeshadow so that you you know what you're applying to each eye and it's about even. Um, and then I start from the inside of my eye and just slowly uh, move towards the outside of my eyelid um, with the lighter colour. And then when I go to put the darker colour on, again, I'm, I'm refining the the powder to just the tip of the head of the brush so it's not too everywhere you know you don't mm. want it to go too too far off um so I put a little bit on and start kind of in the middle at the base of my eyelid and then just slowly moving it back and forth out towards the outside of my eyelid and then slide it up um along the the shape of the lid of your eye so you're kind of making almost a c shape at the corner of your eye uh, but by the time you've got out to that bit that you do making this shape, you've got less powder on the brush. So, you know, it's not going to be too dramatic. So you don't make too many mistakes if you start more on the inside, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. that makes sense. So you've sort of got almost that, that darker bit at the base of the eyelashes. Yeah. And then the lighter bit is coming up in that little crease between your your eye and the sort of the, the top bit of your brow. Exactly. And it's really important then to make sure you just very subtle little circly smudges in where you've applied it just to blend it through mm. so there's no like severe lines or anything like that. See, if if the person has never even put makeup on before, I would not use a powder. Yeah. I would not use a powder as in shadow either because you don't know how much eyeshadow colour that you are putting on the brush if you don't have any sight. Mm. Yeah. I would just keep it in, in the cream palette. Yeah. I might use it's a loose Got a bit more it, control that yes, way, you think, you, with the cream rather the than the powder. And the colours are, are important. Like you want to pick the right colour for you and that's not too dramatic. Um, so the creams are probably a safer, more neutral colour. Um, and it's safer to put it on so you know that it's not going to go everywhere on your face. Little flex on your yeah, cheek and, and that kind of thing. And yeah. you know how much... Um, colour that you are putting on the brush. And at the very end of putting my eyeshadow on, I'll just run my fingers up through uh, along my nose or the inside to make sure there's no bits kind of sticking out there and then around the edges of your eyes as well, just to kind of smooth out and make sure there's no, you know, patchy bits. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got um, some sight as well, Sinead, yeah. um, you use your phone as well to help you, don't you? Yeah, I take a photo with my phone just because it's better than looking in the mirror. There's too much light and kind of clutter when you look into the mirror so by taking a photo with the right light on your phone, I can then zoom up on my eyeshadow and see, you know, does it does it look, I mean, I might not see the super detail, but just at least see that it's not too dramatic and I'm confident enough that I can step out of the house and not look too <laughs> ridiculous. Fantastic. <laughs> so Jackie, you've got some great tips when it comes to applying eyeliner. What do you do? Um, yes, I do. Um, I don't wear, I keep it simple. I don't use liquid. Um, I use the um, pencil. The reason is so because you have more control over how 
um, deeply you're going or how lightly you want to go across your eye. So I use the bottom eyelid. So what I do is on my right hand, um, find the corner of the eyelid. So the outside the corner? The outside of the corner, yes. And then on my left hand, I pulled on my cheek, I pull it down and I slowly stroke from the outside of the corner of the eye into towards um, the, where the nose is yeah, around so that. Are, it, so yeah. from outside to the end. So do it um, slow stroke. And if you do it lightly, then it will come on light. And if you press it hard and draw it, then it will come out dark. Yeah, so just following along the sort of the bottom, bottom eyelashes. The eyelashes, yeah. that's correct. I always find that really impressive when people put eyeliner on. I personally f find it a bit overwhelming trying to do it, especially like you said with the liquid one, which could be quite messy. Yes. So it will um, be. when mm. you, you've told me your tips now, I want to go try it. I know. <laughs> Eyeliner is always pretty tricky. <laughs> I continually get it in my eye and everywhere it shouldn't be. And another tricky bin, uh, sorry, another tricky one is mascara. So, Sinead, what's your tips and tricks for getting that in place? All right. Well, firstly, um, I find drawing eyebrows or even mascara can be a bit tricky. So, I good tip at the start, I think, is to every two months I get my eyebrows shaped and tinted as well as my eyelashes. So because I'm quite a fair person, it just gives my face a little bit more definition and I don't have to stress so much about, you know, getting those, you know, 100% right all the time. But when I do put mascara on, um, because I've got some vision, I find it really helpful if I look at a white wall instead of a mirror because I can see the contrast of the black brush against the white wall and just um, kind of slowly bring in the brush to the nearest your nose and make sure it doesn't obviously touch your nose and then just start just slowly stroking up along your lashes and you can feel the brush against your lashes and you just kind of slowly um, coat the tips of your lashes and then you can kind of move in and, and stroke like larger strokes to get the whole length of your lashes. Um, I've also tried eye curlers. So they're also, again, about touch and just making, feeling the eyelash curler up against your eye, making sure you can feel your lashes coming through and then just holding there for about 10 seconds. And um, yeah, that's probably... My little tip for mascara is what I usually do if I'm going out um, to a special function or whatever. So I take my time putting eye, uh, mascara yep. on. So what I do is I grab a tissue and I fold it in half and then I place the tissue on the very, on top of the eyelid closest to the eyelashes and then put the mascara and from the bottom to up to the lashes, you push it up. So when you're pulling it up, when you're stroking the eyelashes, if it when it if it or the excess is excess getting on the is going yeah. on to the to, to the tissue. tissues and not on your eye. Yeah, no, that's my. You don't want to blink too much when you put mascara on until mm. it dries as well. And also, if your nose, if you're not sure if it's accidentally touched your nose, I always just give that a good little rub with my finger mm. after you've done it. Um, and yeah, you get someone to check it if you're not sh sure. Fantastic, great tips. 
Lips. That's the next thing. Sinead, you told me a fantastic system that you've got with your lipstick. Well, I was, in order to do this radio program, I was talking to my sister about it and she actually pointed out that I do apply lipsticks a little bit different to her and my mum because, you know, the flat bit of a lipstick, I place that on my lower lip and just very slowly from the inner bit kind of uh, rub the lipstick on and not don't go too far to the edges just in case. Um, But then instead of kind of um, moving the lipstick up to apply it to your top lip, I just keep it in the same position with the flat bit against your lower lip and just slowly move the top of the lipstick up against your upper lip and follow the line of your lip so that you've got more of a chance, I guess, of evenly applying it and at the end just like slowly rub your lips together. Um, And if I'm applying a, you know, a a stay lipstick. So, you know, you're almost like painting it on. So it's more liquid. And I know Jackie stays a little bit away from that liquid because it can go wrong. But um, if you do apply that, I always leave the in my index finger along the tip of my, you know, the arch of my lips. Mm-hmm. So as I apply it, I make sure that, um, you know, you're not accidentally following that arch of your lip up too high and, and you just kind of rub it down and make sure that it hasn't gone too far. You've got that nice little V where your v, nose exactly. is. Yeah. And then right at the end, after applying lipstick, I always just kind of give my teeth a little rub with my finger and make sure there's no, no excesses come onto that. Great tips. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And the last, what we make sure that when you're putting makeup on, make sure you go onto your neck and uh, okay, so foundation yes. or powder has to be make sure that you do your leg because it. otherwise you just look like you just got a mask on mm. so, so the tr- the neck has to be done. Yep, yeah. all blended in so mm. it just follows through. That's correct. Okay, so our makeup is looking great, but we can't do a thing with our hair. So Jackie, you've got multiple foils and colors in your hair and it's a work of art in yeah. itself. How do you translate what you want to your hairdresser? Well, I have been to my hairdresser for the last past 20 years, so my hairdresser knows about my hair and my style because I like it really different and outrageous. <laughs> so, um, Describe how your hair looks for our listeners. Well, okay. What I have is I have, um, I think it's caramel mm-hmm. colour all over the top and um, and then the, I've got a one layer is caramel, and then the second layer of my hair is red, and then underneath that red is black, and then right on top of my um, the top layer I have two big foils, and they are blonde. So can you imagine I have four different colours going? Yeah, I had no idea. I just looked at it and thought it was blonde, but yeah, it's got some amazing colours in it. It looks fantastic because Jackie's hair, the top layer is probably comes down just about the level of her chin in that beautiful caramel and blonde. Underneath that, which comes down a little bit further to her shoulders, is this magnificent, rich, deep red. And then the last layer, which comes down a little bit longer than that, which is the inside closest to her neck, is this beautiful black. So when you see her walking and moving, it's just this wonderful kaleidoscope of colours. It looks fantastic. It's very classy. It looks gorgeous. Yes, because I'm always out like I like fashion, I like something different. Mm. So um, I can imagine myself like, okay, if I have this, this, this colour, what does it look like on me? So it's all about imagination, how daring you are and the good hairdresser. 
Yeah, that's so true. I, I've had mine for about 10 years now too and they get to know your hair and what you like and I go for a bit more of a natural look with um, foils and blondes in it but at the same time I look at Jackie's and I go, yeah, that's brave, good work, it looks wicked. <laughs> <laughs> just just having said that, I'm also, um, my colour of skin is brown mm. so can you imagine with brown with blonde, I think is pretty outrageous. <laughs> Outrageous, but fabulous, I have to say. Funky. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Now, the last piece of the puzzle is, of course, what you're going to wear when you go out, go out. Now, you've both got your own very distinctive fashion styles and systems to coordinate your look. And there's some basic rules that we can apply, obviously, which, you know, if you're wearing a top with a pattern, then wear something plain on the bottom and vice versa. Yeah. But Jackie, you've got an impressive number of wardrobes at your home. So tell us a little bit about how you organise your clothes to know what you're wearing, what matches. How do you get that all sorted out? Okay. For me is I wear a lot of dresses. It's because you don't have to think about what top you're going to wear or what bottom you're going to wear. So I keep a lot of my dress is in dresses. So you don't need to matchmaker or anything like that. So what I start with my wardrobe is all my blacks together and um, and then work your way down. So what I do is all my long sleeve dresses and then it go down to short sleeve and then no sleeve and so on. So I do black, white, colour contrast. And I also have a device called um, colour ID or colour reader. So what, what it does is if you put it on the clothing, it reads the colour out. But most of the times, once you organise your wardrobe, you know exactly what where things are and what it is. Yeah. So that's my... And you're, you're very organised, though, Jackie, with it. Like, you're quite regimental in the way you're able to wear it, wash it, put it back. Yes. And I think that's kind of the key if you've got very little or no vision to know what your clothes are. You can go on textural feels of your material and you're very familiar yes. with that. But you've also got to be very organised. Yes, yeah. you have to organise them from the beginning. Mm. I would organise the whole wardrobe, get your cider person to help you, how you want it. And make sure, and you just follow that. And might I add, with that colour reader as well, it, it can recognise certain colours, but it depends on the lighting and it's not always 100% accurate. So it's a guide to help you organise, but not always 100% reliable. So talking about technology, Sinead, what other apps and devices are out there that people can use? Well, another app that's really useful for identifying colours is Examine Clothes Colour. It's able to take a picture of any of your coloured materials or prints and tell you what colours are in it. So if you've got a patterned shirt, it's able to tell you, you know, it's got these multiple colours in it. It might even be able to tell you that's horizontal stripes or vertical stripes. So it's a really good guide in that way as well, just to give you a little bit more information. Um, and another device that's also really useful is um, the Eli app, which is a free app, but you can pair it with QR code labels. And the app is able to um, swipe across the QR code and then you can voice tag to that code. So if you are trying to identify your makeup in your bag, you could put the QR code on a lipstick, for example, swipe your app across it and voice tag to it, you know, cherry red. So you know that's the cherry red lipstick. Um, so it's a really good identifying app 
and the app where you can voice tag to it, kind of like your pen friend, Jackie, that you also use. Yes, but if you're not, if you're not so... Um Tech Savvy. Tech Savvy. Yeah. Um, and if you can't use an iPhone or smartphone, um, what I use is Penfriend Labeler. So I label all my eyeshadows, eyeliner, so it's recorded. So if it's a, say, blue eyeshadow, um, so you record it in the Penfriend, say blue eyeshadow, and then you stick the label on the actual blue um, eyeliner. So you know that when you go back, you just um, swipe the label and it comes up, say, blue or red or, or So I guess shadow. instead of an app doing it on your smartphone, it's a it's a pen-like device and you just run the tip over the label and the voice tag comes out of the little speakers on the pen so you know what it is. That's correct. Um, there's also one more like the ID, mate, that if you're not so tech savvy, that's also a great one because it gives you barcodes and you can voice tag to those barcodes. But you can get a version of the barcodes that are washable so you can iron them into your labels on your clothing and then be able to identify your clothing regardless of um, if they go through the wash or not. Fantastic. So there's and a few things out there. Yes, yeah. and you can get all these devices from Visibility Shop. Excellent. Good plug in there as well. <laughs> Come chat to us in the assistive technology department. <laughs> Now, Sinead, you've got some favourite shops that you like to source your clothes from. How do you choose your clothes when you're going out to buy? Um, you, well, you have the places you're familiar with, and if you're familiar, then you're going to feel more comfortable shopping in, in those shops. Um, lately, I've kind of fallen in love with Forever New in the city because it's a particularly bright and well-laid-out shop, and um, the clothes are always gorgeous, a little bit pricey, but, um, you know, it's worth it if you can enjoy the experience when you're shopping. Um, when I'm trying to pick sizes and reading prices, that's always a bit challenging. I have um, an app on my phone called Maglite Pro on my Apple iPhone that helps magnify and get the contrast right so I have some chance of spotting the size or the the price. Um, and when it comes to sizing, how do you read what size a particular dress or top might be? Is that with that magnifying? Yeah, so that magnifying app um, allows me to read the tags, I guess. Having said that, though, the tags are always quite visually cluttered and it's kind of hard to find the little tiny size number on there. Um, So that's where sometimes then you've just got to ask for assistance and shopkeepers are usually quite helpful. Um, But you have to be in the right frame of mind to go shopping, I find. like You have to have enough energy for the day because it it is a bit more time-consuming. You would agree, Jackie? Absolutely, because we have to feel every... Every yeah. single garment texture. and texture and, yes, so it's all by the feel. Yeah. So you've got a carer that helps you who understands the kind of clothes that you like, Jackie, don't you? Yes, um, she does because I have my I have a support worker, actually, not a carer. Carer, sorry. Yeah, a support worker. She's been with me for a couple of years now, so she knows exactly what kind of style I like. But even though she picks out a dress, I have to feel it and I'll go, yeah or no. So I might, she might think it is, it is a, the right uh, dress for me, but then I'll feel it and I'll go, no, this is too low or mm. this is too much frills or that kind of thing. So mm. you know exactly what you want. You, the only person, knows. And you basically. have your favourite shops as Absolutely. well, don't you? Like Myers. Yeah. Um, but see, for me, I have a slightly, sometimes a cheaper. 
um, well, going through uni and stuff, I bought, bought a lot more cheaper clothes. So, you know, the Tempt and Alley in the city, you know, they're good, but the, I guess the drawback of a cheaper shop is that, you know, they're not always organised and well lit and like trying to find things can be a bit more chaotic where Myers usually comes through for you because you know your brands. And, yeah. yeah. So I just go to what I usually um, go to. So in Myers, again, there's a lot of designers there. Mm. So as long as you know what brand that you it suits you and what brand you've always been purchased, because I buy Lipsy. It's a brand called Lipsy. So more of like a okay. fitted style. Yeah. I, I'm into um, a fitted silhouette. So, yeah. um, so I just go straight to that. And I think Myers and there's probably other people that do it as well can do colour charts for you to match your colours, which although it can be a bit expensive, but that might be a nice gift that some of your family could pull together and maybe provide you with a voucher or something like that to do if you don't have the funds for it. But that will give you an idea of all the colours that are going to suit your skin type. Um, And potentially, I suppose they might also assist when it comes to body shape and the types of styles that will suit your body. That's great. Jackie, you also do a bit of shopping online. So what what draws you to the online shopping? Um, the reason why is sometimes um, I don't have a support worker, so I'm in, a little bit impatient sometimes. <laughs> so I know um, I'm looking for something and I just go on to the website and see if there's any brand new clothing that's coming out, especially now is winter coming, so I need some winter clothes. So I just go on to, say, Lipsy website I'll just see whether is any all the winter clothing is is available because you can read the descriptions. Yes, yeah. if they're pretty well described and described the garment, I can actually follow. Yeah. So it needs a proper description of the clothing. And it needs to be an accessible website so your screen reader can read it. <laughs> mo- mo- most of them, most of the time, most of the website is oh, accessible. Yep. But the only thing, a little bit problem is Maya website. It jumps all over the place. Okay. So, But I just go to the brand, whatever brand, I just go straight to the brand um, website instead of Myers. And what sort of ratio of clothing do you order online that you end up sending back? Or are you usually happy with a lot of it? Because that's my fear with online shopping is not liking it. Yeah, um, 50-50. Oh, okay, mm. yeah. Really? Um, because the reason why is they don't describe, because I'm short, I'm only four foot nothing. <laughs> so um, some of the website, they don't describe the length yeah, of the dress. Enough. So if I'm really in a hurry and I'm desperate for the actual um, garment, mm. I'll just order it because it is, most of the time, it's free postage. Yeah. So I would, yes. Yeah. So you've got your ways and means to be able to sort of make it work. Yes. Well, ladies, thank you so much. Now, we've got the whole look sorted out. We've got makeup, hair and clothing. So hopefully our listeners have got some ideas there or some tips that's going to help them. But Jackie and Sinead, thank you so much for sharing your secrets and systems with everybody listening. And uh, I hope that the ideas that you've given will give people a bit more confidence when it gets time to go out on the town next. Yes. And I always said, if all else fails, just get a really good smelling perfume. Because if you don't look great, at least you'll smell great. (laughs) (laughs) Words of wisdom. Thank you so much for inviting us. Um, My last tip is just play with it. 
more experience, it will become perfect. Practice makes perfect. Practice, absolutely. <laughs> so just don't be have afraid. Fun. Just play with it and have fun. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you so much, ladies. Thanks, Thank Janet. you. Now, for our next podcast, we'll be speaking to clinical psychologist Davina Lafoy and also social worker Maria Clark, and we're going to cover the topic of mental health. I look forward to talking to you then. I'm Janet Pettigrew, and thank you for joining us on Women on the Scene. This podcast was edited by Oliver Thompson.